Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. What is life? And we're your hosts with The Post. Uh, every week, Christian and I select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. This week's topic is a real thinker. Right? <laughs> Scratch. Real, uh, it's a philosophy. Boy. Whatever that is. Yeah. Still, 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 no. still never really figured out. That was one of those things that I, as like a 19-year-old, I thought, mm. I'll be interesting. I'll, I'll give a shit about philosophy. Mm. And I, 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 I did. One of the many things you tried to pick up? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that sure. was, and that was one that was like, I was, I would, I would like read one of these guys that we're going to mention. And I would just like a couple paragraphs and I was like, just talk normal. <laughs> like, why can't you just write like a, like, why can't all philosophy just be like simple Wikipedia, you know? Where it's just like Stephen King. Why can't you just write abso- like Stephen King? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> now he's one of our great modern day philosophers. Well, yeah, yeah. We have a few of them as we'll we'll get to. Oh yeah. So what's your history with philosophy? I had one class in philosophy in college, mm-hmm. and it was only so I could get a bachelor's of science degree. Um, never have used it. Don't yeah. remember a single second of the entire semester. Mm-hmm. So. And um, yeah, so what are you doing with that degree right now? <laughs> Bachelor's of Science in Media Arts. Oh, that's that's uh, you say science, and I think like beakers and shit like that. It's hard to there shouldn't be art involved. No, with I am science. the I am their enemies. I'm the most uh, most knowledgeable person in my department as far as it comes from schooling to actual mm. the job I actually do. So that's pretty good. So you are using it, but you're not using the philosophy. No, no, okay. no, no, not at all. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, so I guess we should start by talking about something along those lines, I would say, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. This is from uh, our philosophy where somebody asked, anyone with a philosophy degree actually get a job? Mm-hmm. I have my PhD in philosophy and I teach part-time. A lot of my students ask me what kind of jobs are out there for philosophy degree holders, and I always say teaching. Is there anyone who has a philosophy degree out there who got a decent job from it? I hear a lot of talk about how a BA in anything will get you a better job, so I'm just wondering what most philosophy students actually end up doing. A guy named Hank Fight Hank replied, I had a discussion with the pizza delivery guy the other night about the finer points of Kant's inauguration dissertation of 1770 and the problems of metaphysics. So there's always that. Pizza delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like in a, in today's day of like Uber Eats and DoorDash, <laughs> the whole the classic trope of like the pizza delivery guy being like the most deadbeat possible. Sure, it's just not the same anymore because you can you just get some asshole with an app to do it. So <laughs> seventy thousand dollars in debt from a degree they can't use. Yeah, uh, that that is what what do you do with that degree? I you mean, teach. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. But that's also most degrees, right? Because almost they're almost all becoming pretty worthless these days. At this point, yeah, people are starting to not care if you yeah. went to school. People should do what I do and not go to college and then luck into a good job. <laughs> Just continue to fall ass backwards into good <laughs> fortune. Yeah, great. That's what I would do. So there's a guy who is a super interested in philosophy and is having an interesting problem with his relationship. So he posted this thread on our "Am I the asshole?" Am I the asshole for telling people that my girlfriend and I have been together for one year if she thinks it's six years? Mm. 
For reference, my girlfriend and I are technically dated our last year of high school and all four years of college. However, last year when choosing grad schools, the one that was the best for my research interest that was realistic for entry and I had already began accepted to was three states away. My girlfriend and I had a big argument about it, and she was angry that I was choosing to move so far away and broke up with me during the argument. Mm. We ended up cooling down and agreeing to try long distance and got back together during the same argument. It ended up not mattering because I actually got accepted to a closer school that was much better, but I thought was basically a lottery ticket for me. We both thought that we were together for six years until now, but I realized that's not actually true. I recently read a philosophy book about the vagueness of language and how we mostly just use inexact descriptions of things and that any true clarity is impossible using human language, but that we should still strive for precision whenever possible. I thought that was interesting, and now I realize it's not exactly true to say that my girlfriend and I have been together for six years. If someone asked you how long your string is, you wouldn't say it was six inches if you had one inch piece of string and a five inch piece of string. They're two different things. If someone wanted to know the sum of the lengths of your string, they'd ask that. But the actual question, as well as someone asking for the length of your relationship, implies continuous measurement, not a discrete sum. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend vehemently disagrees with that. She says that it's pedantic, disrespectful to our relationship by minimizing it, and actually communicates less than I think it does since she feels the need to correct me every time I say it. I point out that she doesn't need to correct me and that I always tell people that we dated for a couple of years before a break and then got back together if they ask. She says that one and a half hours during an argument isn't a break and that it's stupid to frame it that way. <laughs> I think that she's in the wrong as the way she frames it fails to communicate vital information and she's being and she's been framing it as this side is silly. This is the top response. You're the asshole for throwing this fake intellectual bullshit at your six-year relationship. Actually makes you seem a little dumb. Yeah, which <laughs> seems like a guy that really wants to be there, huh? Uh, yeah, one and a half hour <laughs> breakup. <laughs> it, I mean, in the the grand scheme of things, that would be cutting the string, as his analogy goes. Sure. Uh, Boy, I wonder if this guy has any like other major sort of personality flaws. No, you think? <laughs> this has to be the only one. <laughs> Otherwise, he's perfect. He's a charming gentleman. <laughs> That's so stupid. What an asshole. <laughs> well, he, he is the he asshole. Is asshole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone called him an asshole. And that that one the if you go to those threads, it's always the top ones are always just people like like summarizing the entire threads like thoughts like you're the asshole, you did this, you're wrong, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It is it's one of my favorite <laughs> one of my so favorite subreddits. <laughs> uh here's something uh similar along those lines. This is also from Reddit. Cool. My 33 fem- female husband's 35 male career in academic philosophy is ruining our marriage. My husband and I are both academics. We've been married for three years and been together for six. He is an academic philosopher and I am a physicist. He has recently expressed displeasure that I've never seriously engaged with his work. Now, I've read a bit of the classics of philosophy, but my husband's work is more, is more in what I'm told is called the continental tradition. Unfortunately, everything he's shown me has just seemed completely insane. Here's the problem. His work apparently involves claims about physics that are just wrong, and wrong in a very embarrassing way. I'll admit I'm a terrible person, but I have never read, read his thesis before. I tried reading it, and it's riddled with talk about, for instance, the nece- necessary relationship between matter having extension and possessing mass. He also talks about the shape of fundamental, fundamental particles. 
This is obviously nonsensical wrong. Electrons have mass and are point particles. They don't take up space, really. In the thesis and some other papers he wrote, he seems to think of himself as scientific and a materialist, but his entire idea of what these words mean is stuck in, like, outdated 19th century ideas about atoms as little billiard balls flying around in space. I've gently tried to help him and explain to him how he might start to engage seriously with contemporary physics. He has never read a book on the subject and is, by his own admission, bad at math. But he just gets angry with me and explains that Heigl's system is presuppositional and the basis for all possible rational thoughts, so there is no need at all to read other texts in the first place. I have no idea what this means. He will throw out terms like speculative propositions, and when I ask him to explain what he means or gives me examples, he just starts giving me more inscrutable jargon that makes no sense. On top of that, he will repeatedly say German phrases or terms that he uses or pronounces incorrectly, I am a native speaker, or nonsensically. He claims to understand the language, he doesn't, and tells me that Heigl can only be understood in the original German, but he clearly can't read the language, and when I've tried to read the original text, they make even less sense. On top of this, his obsession with Heigl himself has reached the point of creepiness. At one point, he literally told me all the other work either agrees with Heigl so it's redundant, or disagrees with Heigl and is wrong. He keeps a framed picture of Heigl on the nightstand in our bedroom. In fact, he even changed his phone's background from a picture of me to the same <laughs> picture of Heigl. I feel like I com- I'm competing with a 200-year-old oh, philosopher no. for my huntsman's attention. Recently, we got in a huge fight because he was trying to demonstrate an example of the Heigelian concept of the unity of opposites, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. by claiming that right and left hands are opposite, (laughs) but also identical. I told him this is just wrong and that right and left hands are not identical in any meaningful sense. This is basically a concept in geometry group theory, left and right hands are not superimposable. He kept putting his hands together and tried to show me that they were identical and kept failing because they're not. And then he got angry and stormed out of the house. I haven't seen him since. This was about a day ago and texted him and I haven't heard back. Good God. Yeah. The hands are identical. That's pretty funny. I don't. What's that? What is that theory? I, that I, things have a mirror it, it's a mirror okay. image of one another but it's not but it's not right yeah, that's, I, uh, hands are uh, you know, <laughs> science math geography not none of this my strong suit <laughs> yeah I found a few weirdos online who are obsessed with uh, Heigl whatever, sure. whatever that is and uh, I gotta say anyone obsessed with a philosopher is going to be a pretty big fucking weirdo <laughs> right there's no other way to be besides that yeah and uh, I think we have a few of those guys that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but this is from Reddit. <clears throat> this is this is pretty good for dumb guys like me. Have you ever played Minecraft and got so engrossed in the act of harvesting carrots that you forgot to take a shit until it was almost too late and you okay. had to clumsily run for it, but your legs were noodles from playing your gay little video game for 11 <laughs> hours straight, so you tripped and just as your head was about to hit the ground, you tried to remember where your spawn point is in this world? That's what Baudrillard was talking about. Did I pronounce that? Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, wait. Hey, you took the class. Uh, Baldriard. Baldriard. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's people listening who took philosophy who are who know all about this Shooting guy. there. Yeah. So it's uh, Baudrillard. I like Baudrillard. That sounds good, right? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a true blood character. Who cares? So obviously I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. So I Googled him. Okay. And uh, he wrote a bunch of shit that looks completely boring, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I found this example from a blog to explain Baudrillard's philosophy that really put it in my terms. Okay. Waluigi is the ultimate example of the individual shaped by the signifier. Waluigi is a man seen only in mirror images. Lost in a hall of mirrors, he is a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. 
You start with Mario, the wholesome all-Italian plumbing Superman. You reflect him to create Luigi, the same thing but slightly less. You invert Mario to create Wario. Mario turns septic and libertarian. Then you reflect the inversion in the reflection. You create a being who can only exist in reference to others. While Luigi is the true nowhere man, without the other characters he reflects, inverts and parodies he has no reason to exist. While Luigi's identity only comes from what and who he isn't, without a wider frame of reference he is nothing. Mm. He is not his own man. In a world where our identities are shaped by our warped relationships to brands and commerce, we are all Waluigi. <laughs> it continues. Okay. Waluigi is the logical endpoint of capitalism. Okay. His existence is the triumph of capital over creativity. He has no reason to exist beyond adding a, a simulacrum of novelty to a declining commodity. He is the committee-designed endpoint of a franchise alienated from the ideas of play. To choose to play as Waluigi is the ultimate act of false consciousness. You may tell yourself you can engineer some kind of enjoyment when in reality this cynically designed character is playing you. Where one could see some join the running, jumping, shell-throwing antics of the Super Mario Brothers, Waluigi brings nothing to the table. He is simply in an invitation to buy the latest iteration of Mario Tennis. Like the new Super Mario Brothers games and the feudal non-existence of Funky Kong, Waluigi is Nintendo <laughs> cynically selling back to you something you've already bought and demanding that you enjoy. Okay. So that's... That is the best way to explain philosophy. <laughs> That's maybe. dumb guy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now I often I will always choose Waluigi if if what, that possible. So what does that say? Well, <laughs> uh, nothing matters, right? Is that what it say? I I do want to. It means you like the colors on the TV screen. <laughs> it's true. It's really really doesn't mean much more than that. <laughs> I do want to expand on this. I want to add that canonically, Waluigi is not a relative of Wario. Okay. They are not related. And the explanation for his existence in the Mushroom Kingdom is that he just showed up. Like, there's no back, he has no backstory. They didn't even bother. So, like, this isn't that far off. Yeah, like, they didn't even try to retroactively get him into the story. Like, ah, this guy, they just, he just, he's here and he somewhat resembles two to three of the other characters. Yeah. See, it's interesting, and, and it also played into that mirror thing to start, right. like we talked about with uh, uh, Heigl, <laughs> whoever the fuck that guy is. The name I see all thrown around a lot. Yeah. Don't a lot know. of guys are obsessed I with I saw Heigl. a picture of him. He had like a uh, uh, receding hairline. Here's a Reddit post about <laughs> Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson, great. I'm a college professor. I'm a college professor. Wow. Wow. Philosophy professor. <laughs> I hope you know how to say that word. It's Jordan, kind of the episode we're doing. Jordan Peterson is making my job impossible. In the past few months, internet outreach merchants have made my job much harder. The very idea that someone could even propose the idea that there is a conceptual difference between sex and gender leads to angry denunciations entirely based on the irresponsible misrepresentations of these online anger mongers. Some students in their exams write that these ideas are entitled liberal bullshit, actual quote, rather than simply describe an idea they disagree with in neutral terms. And it's not like I'm out here defending every dumb thing every post on Tumblr. It's Simone de fucking Bouvier. Is that? Sure. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I've heard that name before. It's not the disagreement that I'm used to dealing with. It's the bread and butter philosophy. No, it's the anger, hostility, and complete fabrications. They come in with the most bizarre idea of what postmodernism is, and to even get to a real discussion of actual texts, it takes half the time to just deprogram some of them. It's a minority of students, but it's affected my teaching style because now I feel defensive about presenting ideas that have taught without controversy for years. 
Peterson is on the record saying women's studies departments and the neo-Marxists are out to literally destroy Western civilization. (laughs) And I have to patiently explain to them that, no, these people are my friends and colleagues. Their research is generally very boring and unobjectable, and you need to stop feeding yourself in this virtual reality that systematically cherry-picks things that perpetuate this neurological addiction to anger and belief vindication. Every new upvoted confirmation of the faith of fresh dopamine high of how, if how bad they are. I just want to do my week on Folcott Baudrillard de Bouvier without having to figure out how to get these kids out of what is basically a cult based on stupid YouTube videos. It is Foucault. I do know that. Is it Foucault? Yeah, it's not Folcott? That's the one that I know, yeah. <laughs> it's not Foghat? <laughs> Fog, eh? Fog? Now, there's some modern philosophers. Uh, yeah, I could see if I was 20 when Richard Dawkins came out, I could have been really into him. Like, yeah, like it's just it's young internet guy who's figuring out the world, sure, but is completely stupid. It's yeah. a smart guy for dumb guys. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's very analogous to like it's like a Tucker Max. Thing. Like he, they are the Tucker Max of philosophy, okay. right? Okay, you get what I'm saying? Sort of. I okay. barely remember that guy. <laughs> I was hope, that the beer and hell guy? I hope they served beer and yeah. hell. Yeah. What was, was he like a dating? No, tips he guy? just he just had he? a bunch of blog posts about his exploits that ended up all being fake. But it was like very uh, very cool, very Van Van Wilder. Okay, yeah, that is, that is cool, no <laughs> doubt about it. So a lot of people really love this Peterson guy, sure, uh, but many more seem to really hate him. Uh, I think the reason why is because he's supposed to be super smart, but he mostly just rants about Disney movies hmm. and SJW bullshit like that. Okay. This is from an article titled, This University of Toronto professor says Frozen is propaganda. And here's why. Okay. University of Toronto professor of psychology Jordan Peterson doesn't like Frozen. He recently told Time Magazine that the 2013 hit Disney film falls flat in its attempt to craft a story around a moral message. In fact, he said a movie like Sleeping Beauty does a better job at relaying a message to the audience. It attempted to write a modern fable that was a counter-narrative to a classic story like, let's say, Sleeping Beauty, but with no understanding whatsoever of the underlying architectural dynamics. You could say that Sleeping Beauty was raised out of her unconsciousness via delivering mail. Another way of reading the story is that unconsciousness requires active consciousness as an antidote. And the unconsciousness is symbolized in that particular story by femininity and active consciousness by masculinity. I could hardly sit through Frozen. There was an attempt to craft a moral message and to build a story around that. Instead of building the story and letting the moral message emerge, it was a subjugation of art to propaganda, in my estimation. Hmm. In fact, Peterson, who wrote about his thoughts on Frozen in his recent book, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, said the Disney film creates a villain to suit the narrative and not the one that is particularly powerful. The most propagandistic, most propagandistic element of Frozen was the transformation of the prince at the beginning of the story, who was a perfectly good guy, into yeah. a villain with no character development whatsoever about three-quarters of the way to the ending. Peterson also explained to Time other Disney films like The Little Mermaid succeed because they're based on old folk tales. He also said that the film's cost was a major problem because it didn't deliver an adequate story. So, this guy's got a lot of opinions about Disney movies. Yeah. He's a... 50-something-year-old man, yeah. professor, who's trying to say this stuff is like, is propaganda or whatever. To me. Absolutely awesome. It just sounds like he doesn't like movies where the bad guy's uh, male. That's big part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be his Yeah. I mean, well, his, I mean, his thought about the uh, prince being a good guy and then turning bad, like, that's not propaganda. That's just like 
storytelling. That's Sometimes yeah. it's not done as well. And I think it was a little sloppy in that movie, but I, I didn't, I wouldn't think like, oh yeah, this, this is a neo-Nazi SJW <laughs> shit right here. They're going to kill us all with this. Frozen's a fine film, folks, isn't it? It's fine. It's, <laughs> I've seen it a billion times, thanks yeah. to two daughters. <laughs> you, the next time you see it, you will kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was posted in the Jordan Peterson subreddit. Uh-huh. Ultimately, why does anything matter? Mm. This is a really simple question, but I've never been able to come up with a satisfactory answer. If this universe is inevitably one day going to cease to exist, why does anything we do really matter? And if the conventional God does not exist, which seems very likely, in the end, who or what is there to judge that whatever we did, no matter how great it may have been, really had any significance? I fully believe in striving to become my best self because of the impact it has on others in the world, and I think that my actions have compounded effects beyond my understanding that will change the world for the rest of the existence of the universe, but I still struggle with the significances that there can really be at the end of the day. I have heard Peterson say that he acts as if God exists, which seems to imply that if God did not exist, then there really would be no significance to any of this in the end. Thoughts? And a now deleted user commented, You're depressing me. Yeah. (laughs) That user... The Jordan Peterson fan who discovered for the first time what mortality is. <laughs> Probably because he's six, which I think is yeah, yeah, the right. average Jordan that's Peterson right. fan. Uh, I just wanted to see what it, I wanted to see his review on Frozen. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that seems like the most basic 101 philosophy shit is like, what's the point of things? <laughs> yes. Yeah. This guy like, yeah. he's like, I have a crazy thought. What? <laughs> what if it didn't matter? <laughs> yeah. There are a billion posts like out that out mm-hmm. there. Well, let's talk about our friends over at MGTOW. 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 <laughs> now, some people call the men going their own way lifestyle a type of philosophy. Uh-huh. Leave evil, evil women behind, do your own thing, that whole thing, right? Well, user uh, Diogenes the Canine said this about that. Okay. MGTOW isn't just a philosophy. MGTOW is the practical application of mathematical and scientific principles for the cost-benefit analysis of relationships and female nature. Opponents from across the entire political spectrum are raging because we stopped making decisions based on feelings. Okay. Well, user Iron Man Knows Joe responded. Okay. The cost-benefit analysis rationalizes the philosophy. Men who have stopped thinking with the brain below their belts come to realize that fact quickly and are happier as a result. Sure. We understand that life without a woman is not lonely, but rather liberating. And user CoinSwapTrader added, This is why women need men to lose reason as they touch his penis and drain his blood from his brain and to his dick. So really good discourse from the philosophers over at MGTOW. Still doesn't explain why I'm so fucking stupid then, but yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> you know what? Well, <laughs> yeah, the brain. I I do like the the men who think of themselves as the smartest people will still do the whole uh, men think with the other head. Yeah, head, which yeah. is and these guys beautiful. that do think they're you know philosopher warriors are also spending seventeen hundred dollars on gaming chairs <laughs> and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're not building cabins or anything, you know? No, they're building they Minecraft ne- they ne- Yeah, they never <laughs> seem to go uh, their way outside of the living room, I've noticed. <laughs> this is uh, something I found over on mentalhealthforum.com. Great. 
the title of which is Philosophy Ruined My Life. Mm. Everything was normal. My life was perfect till the day my mind started to ask me philosophic questions. Those questions ruined my life because it seems there were no answer to it. I'm from a society that no one really interested with reading or knowing anything. All things people do here is work and marry and getting children and then die. I choose to be different and to read, and I think I start started from a wrong way when I chose philosophy, and it completely ruined my life because I can't st- stop thinking about this things. I hope I'm not the only one who thinks about this things. I think this is the only place I can get help, so... F- Please, guys, I just want to put this question and I hope to get the answers. I hope this little help. Thank you and in advance. <laughs> what the meaning of all this world? Why are we living for? From a religious view, they say, so God know if we are good or bad, he will take us to heaven or hell. Okay, let's pretend this is true. If we go to heaven, we have all the things we want and we dream of that and forever. Won't we be so bored of everything someday? I mean, imagine you have everything you want and forever. Everything be without meaning, right? If there is a God and a creator of this world, then why didn't he create us all equal, rich, poor, strong, weak, also female, male? He created men stronger and wiser, and he created female to make the man happier sexually. And from all sides, women are the ones who be pregnant, raise kids, cook, and do everything. Then we tell her lies to be proud that she was born a female. Be proud of what exactly? Of being weak and getting fucked? Also make them dream about equality? And this is impossible, of course. Sorry, I'm just trying to be real here. About who we are, who we are, the things we love. Yes, things we love, the things we don't like, is what makes us and who we are. Do you think you will love this things forever? Of course not. It will come a day you will get bored and you will try something new, and maybe this thing you want to try is from things you don't like, so that makes you an older person. (laughs) Other person? (laughs) Wow, (laughs) jeez. If you like someone who is so harsh, I will come in one day, and that will change. If someone is a geek, he won't stay forever a geek. So everything in change. Isn't that like it make us all one person? I don't know if you really understand me and what I'm trying to say. My English is so poor. I'm Egyptian. (laughs) Also, one last question. Is there something fixed for us that is impossible to change? Not in our look. I mean, our personality and the things we love. Is it all can change or something in our genes that makes us impossible to change from some sides? Please, let's just discuss the subject. I really need answers. Good God. Nobody commented on that post, by the way. Good. Good. (laughs) Yeah, philosophy philosophy ruined his life, huh? Oh, shit. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, that was a lot. Um, the thing about women was interesting. Uh, <laughs> a lot of interesting points in there. Uh, but what kind of answers is he expecting? Hey, real quick, one more thing. Is there something fixed in us that's impossible to change, not in our look, but in our personality and the things we love? You know, just that, just that classic. Yeah, yeah, just hey, just small, can you answer me real quick? Small, small, small. Uh, On top of everything else. Yeah, the rest, which is impossible to even... <laughs> Figure out what the fuck he was even talking about. Awesome shit there. Uh, so I found this uh, this user on Twitter, user at Liturgy. Okay. Tweeted this one out. No one understands what their ideological opponents believe because it's metaphysically impossible to. Okay. Whatever the fuck that means. User <laughs> I be back in 2019 responded, why discuss anything then ever? Genuine question. Okay. To which Liturgy responded, to catalyze a new paradigm more profound than what you can currently imagine. Just dog shit. I don't know Just, what that means. What a fucking blowhard. Uh, <laughs> Somebody got the source. Fucking idiot, asshole. So I, I don't know what Liturgy is. Uh, it's got a blue check mark. Really? Yeah. And 60 something thousand followers. So okay. Went to their bio and I found that they have a, uh, a Patreon. Great. So I'm going to read from their Patreon right now. <clears throat> Perfect. Liturgy is creating music, drama, and philosophy. This page is here to provide access to the philosophical and dramatic dimensions of my work directly to supporters of liturgy and to connect personally to kindred spirits. 
Support goes to the development of OIOION, my <laughs> opera cycle. The next phase of development is the completion of a film version of Origin of the Alimonies that we can release in 2020. <laughs> in return, I'll be sharing a wide variety of content, including original music and unreleased material, patron-only text and videos, and I'm offering real-time video stream discussion to a limited number of patrons at higher tiers. A group seminar devoted to philosophical projects and one-on-one sessions where we can discuss literally anything you want about music, philosophy, and life. Consider these discussions schizoanalytic or oh, pedagogical boy. therapeutic no one has bit yet but it's something i'm interested in so we'll see no. oh shit o-i-o-i-o-n is a four-part multimedia opera cycle which combines classical metal and trap music to present a new mythic account of world history along with a new philosophical basis for emancipatory politics god damn the story follows o-i-o-i-n and shaman a pair of divine beings whose thwarted love tears a wound from which civilization is generated producing the four alimonies of the intelligible universe and the task of collective emancipation there's actually quite a bit more uh, a lot more but i just want to add that he has 14 patrons for 88 bucks a month. wow and a blue check mark. Yeah. Fourteen eighty eight, by the way, I just realized looking at those numbers. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. This, okay, so eighty eight bucks a month to make an opera. That seems like But it sounds so it's like a an opera cycle by mind you. But it's a, a film, right? There's so a this, film? this this sounds like you know like the big thing during the seventies where they did like these huge musical yeah. like Tommy. This sounds like something from that that would be like a big studio production. It would be like Starring yeah. like Peter Frampton or right. something, right? Like, but he's getting eighty-eight bucks, so <laughs> well, not quite. Not, maybe not Peter Frampton money. Um, if Eddie Money was still around, he would probably t- he'd probably jump absolutely. on it. <laughs> uh, and I should, to no one's surprise, this guy is a skinny guy with long, stringy black hair and a goatee. How do you get the check mark? That's a good question. I do have do no that? idea what he is. I looked up like he has a Facebook page with like eighteen thousand followers. Or I don't know what it. I don't know who these mm, fucking people mm, are. Maybe it was just like an early. Mm, it could be bizarre. It seems like a uh, just based on some of the stuff I read. He seems like he's a hyper uh, faux intelligent version of like Maddox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do <laughs> like, not. You mean me? <laughs> An internet personality. Sure, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like an, an internet personality, but not like funny, like way pseudo intellectual. <laughs> Maddox, there's an episode. <laughs> that guy's done some shit lately. I don't know if he's, yeah, I saw he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we've talked about Stephen Molyneux a couple times on the show. Stephen? Or is it Stefan? Stefan? Oh, excuse me. I don't so, know. hey, I just want to respect the guy's. Uh, Mm, noun. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about him, but mostly as a this ain't it chief segment. Yeah. Uh, because he's a fucking wackadoo, mostly. Yeah. Uh, here's another one of his. He's another one of these new age philosophers who actually also happens to be like incredibly sexist and racist. Of course, seems to go hand in hand for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure why. And someone asked our philosophy, "What's the general opinion of Stefan Molyneux among philosoph- philosophical academic circles?" And another user responded. Utterly unknown outside of the United States. The only reason I know of him is because he's an easy target of amusement and for proper, an easy target for amusement. Wow. Easy target of amusement for proper anarchists, by which I mean people who know and understand that both the term anarchist and libertarian were invented by French communists and treat the 
ideology as such. The guy is an excellent meme generator. So why don't we just go ahead and take a look at some of this guy's excellent memes then. Okay, great. Boring, brutal fact. Many women are getting fatter because they have government money and don't need to keep a husband. That's the meme? The whole thing? Okay. That's it. That's one of his... White birth rates are already far below the replacement levels. Whites are already a small minority in the world. If you are still nagging white people about having fewer children due to overpopulation, just drop the mask and admit the truth. You hate whites. Mm. And here's one more. Great. Who is worse, the drug dealer or the drug user? When it comes to slavery, blacks were the dealers. Whites were the users. Whoa. That's a fun way to look at that, right? Uh, white. <laughs> Oh boy! So, well, I would say in this case, then dr- drugs are the <laughs> aren't drugs. Drugs are the masters, right? The needle is the slave. Let's let's just take this stupid ass analogy. I thought like memes were supposed to be funny. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like a meme guy. I thought yeah. that was like the whole point of them. Those are there's nothing, and it, I th- or at least thought there would be like some sort of. You know, before and after, you know, this was just like, here's some fun facts for you. Nope, this is just his, uh, these are just blocks of text that he puts out there that he calls his little memes. And, uh, that's adorable. Isn't he you cute? know, memes were invented by, uh, Richard, Richard Dotkins. Was that, he came up with the meme? He came with the phrase meme. So that's another guy who, uh, is a philosopher? Uh, is he? I thought, he will. He's a science. Well, He's a science guy. If you're a guy who just blathers on about society, you're considered a philosopher. That's true. So, and yeah, he was another guy that he was a Jordan Peterson of my early twenties, right? You thought he was cool, just like that would be the equivalent from 15 years ago. And he's still around. Yeah, Jordan Peterson looks to be dead here real soon. So that's <laughs> that's the difference. But speaking of uh, Stephon Molyneux. He posts a video called The Truth About Frozen on YouTube. So all these guys seem to have, have a lot a of thoughts about fruit. Frozen. And uh, someone commented on the video with this. I love this. You totally kind of ruined Frozen for me because I really enjoyed this a lot more than the actual movie. And you really got me thinking about a lot. Being an attractive young woman, I understand what it's like to be seen as nothing more than a sex doll. Mm. I also know what it's like to use that to my advantage to get over the system. Hell, I even know what it is to suffer from mental illness only to be told by my parents to ignore it. However, despite all this, I feel like I have learned more lessons from everything that has ever happened in my life. Thank you so much for posting this. Honestly, I just want to make a difference in the world, and I look to people like you to sort of guide me in the right direction. Thanks Hmm. so much. Okay. Sounds pretty inspiring. Sure, I guess. Uh, Problem? (laughs) This is actually posted by Stefan (laughs) Molin on his own account. Uh, our genius modern-day philosopher forgot to log out of his own account before commenting as the fake hot girl. He That's invented. great. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> his excuse uh, was that this was DM to him, and he just posted sure. it. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't. He he didn't say that. There's no context, and certainly no proof. And then later he deleted the comment. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> without any ever mentioning it again. It's the same AV, but it's. Run through the girl filter from face the face app, and then it's like Stephanie. Stephanie Molyneux. Everybody's like, mm. yeah, for being a uh, as a, a hot young woman that's got <laughs> yeah, that's a big sa- juicy tits. Let <laughs> yeah, me just say, right. yeah, yeah, for for being a modern day philosopher, this guy's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, it turns yeah. out they're all really fucking stupid guys. Who'd have thought? That's pretty cool. It makes you real, like wonder like how much of these 
Well, we'll get into some, but some of the, even these older guys were even really, were also really fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. When your whole thing is you just sit around and think without, like, uh, are they putting in any actual work or are they just, like, thinking? I, just, I think it's just mostly thinking. Yeah. But, but if you're not, if you're just your own head, if you don't have a smart head, <laughs> and you don't, and, <laughs> like, like me with the my smart head, <laughs> you yeah. got dumb bad head, <laughs> and then you only think in that thing, then, it's not going to produce no, no good stuff come out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is an interesting question that was posed to our ask philosophy from a user reticle. Nice. Is it okay for black people to use the N word? Hmm. I clicked on a link to a video on the front page, the one with the guy being knocked out by a tree, and was genuinely shocked to hear the N word being used constantly by the young black men in the video. <laughs> I am so conditioned to think that the word is offensive, I found it very odd, almost upsetting. From a philosophical point of view, is it okay for them to use a word that others are not allowed to use? I can't think of any analogous, analogous, what the hell is that word? Analogous. Thank you. Examples of what words are only permitted by one section of the community, and I'm puzzled. Any thoughts? Hmm. I have about a dozen words. Yeah, that's that- actually quite common. <laughs> I want to know about this video of a guy being knocked out of a tree. I yeah, I don't know. I've never. I, I don't. That sounds cool. Sounds way more entertaining than his philosophy bullshit. That's for sure. God damn. But let's talk about the other N word. This is a comment made about nihilism on Reddit. <laughs> okay, okay. Phew. Woo. <laughs> Call me cringe, but nihilism is the freaking last Jedi of philosophy. Oh God! Oh, Yikes, me. sweetie. So you think that because man and nature have so much order, and that because man has feelings, thoughts, communication, and depth, that we must be special, and that some being might have created us with a specific direction and purpose? Sorry, sweetie. Life doesn't mean anything, and nothing matters. Expectations subverted. Not to mention, they glorify hopelessness, depression, and evil. And the religion as a whole is defiance of belief, which is incredibly hypocritical in everything they do. Wow, so are wholesome. I'd rather worship Squidward's dick nose than be like them. Wow. Got him. That's a, you got those nihilists. You got him. That's a very Reddit post. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Somebody was not happy with The Last Jedi either, huh? They really weren't. They, they, got, they, they had they got to slip. Two birds. They got to slip that one in. <laughs> yeah, uh, just out of curiosity, I uh, just Googled Church of Squidward. Oh, uh, okay. Just to see. That a thing? Uh, well, I found a Facebook page for it, and it's marked as a religious place of worship. It has no info, no photos, and no followers, but it is it does have a map pin position, and it's like in the middle of like Tennessee. Okay. So, <laughs> so I would think it would be more like a less landlocked than that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I guess they couldn't just they couldn't find Bikini Bottom when they were scrolling around Google Earth, so they just went ahead and stuck it probably like, in their neighborhood. I like that the guy like there's been a billion examples in media of like expectations being subverted but his entire thing is like last jedi invented that or something like that <laughs> like that's the example like it's just yeah subversion of yeah expectations. it's a common the, trope in the it's media the thing of there's two things i'm interested in. i'm gonna just yeah. crash them together like matchbox cars yeah <clears throat> here's another nihilism post great anyone else like watching the world burn Ooh. I find myself rooting for things that generally cause chaos or are just plain entertaining, if they are, even if they are net negative to most people, like climate change or Donald Trump. Ooh. Sometimes the world is too damn boring. Back a few years ago, when ISIS was taking over Iraq, I was rooting for them solely because I thought it would be more interesting than the status quo. Damn. Today, I'm hoping for the Chinese government to roll into Hong Kong and fuck shit up. Whoa. Am I crazy or anyone else think like this? <laughs> uh, user Dark Insides responded, 14-year-old edgy kids who watch The Dark Knight and feel like they relate more to the Joker gang. Rise up. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100%. Yep. 
you watched The Dark Knight recently? I haven't. No. You, it no, doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. No. <laughs> do you think it's? Do you think that the that stuff like this has gone back and probably? I think there's just been there's been like so many good like movies are just a movie like that can be made better now. Sure. Uh, and I think it, it kind of feels pretty lame. Actually, a lot of it, even like. Uh, I remember last time, which which is still a while ago. It seemed very slow. It, it's long. It's very long. It's so long. It's long. There's so many scenes, and they just all clash together. And there's some some parts of the plot are just flat out stupid, like the boat thing. Yeah, talk about philosophy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have we done a Batman episode? We did a Joker episode. That's right. Yeah, and they're ooh two sides of the same coin, aren't they? Are you talking about doing a Two Face episode now too? Yeah. <laughs> And a cat woman, and then a uh, now that I could get on board with. <laughs> Watch out, Ken! <laughs> Just the next, the next uh, twenty-four episodes are Batman Rogue Gallery. Yeah, I'm, there's enough posts for them. So I found a good long post here. Oh, no. This is an article from uh, fee.org, which is the Foundation for Economic Education, a libertarian think tank. Three reasons millennials should ditch Karl Marx for. Ayn Rand. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dear avocado toast eaten brethren, we need to drop Karl Marx like he dropped cable TV. Like we dropped cable TV. We're a generation that's sick of wars and threats of wars, mass shootings, and media sensationalism. As the ambassadors of the sharing economy, investors in, in cryptocurrency, we hold innovation and entrepreneurship in high esteem. Karl Marx is not who we think he is. His philosophy doesn't align with our values at all. We need to look to somebody more in touch with us, with what's important to us. Someone like Ayn Rand. Here are three reasons we should kick old Karl to the curb and pick up Ayn Rand instead. Oh, Number one, Karl Marx advocates using violence to get what you want. Mm. We hate the constant stream of wars the U.S. gets involved in, whether it's Iraq or Afghanistan or the threat of the Islamic State or North Korea. We're just tired of it all. Why can't everyone get along? Why do we have to topple regime after regime and flex our muscles on Twitter? Don't <laughs> even get us started on the mass shootings. This violence needs to stop. If only Karl Marx felt the same way. But unfortunately, he's, he says that the only way to bring about the ideal political state is through violent revolution, hmm. as he says in this quote here. In depicting the most general phase of the development of the proletariat, we trace the more or less veiled civil war raging within existing society up to the point where that war breaks out into open revolution and where the violent overthrow of the bourgeoisie lays the foundation for the sway of the proletariat. Oh, brother, sure. please, okay. no more wars. <laughs> Ayn Rand, on the other hand, is not a proponent of violence. She says violence should only be a means of self-defense. A civilized society is one in which physical source is banned from the human relationships, in which the government, acting as a policeman, may use force only in retaliation, only against those who initiate its use. So, okay. number two is Karl Marx appeals to your emotional indignation. I groan every time a boomer rants about entitled millennials these days. We are not entitled. We are not lazy. And when they try to guilt us into going to church more or playing video games less or buying a house or getting married while we're still young, please, emotional appeals are the worst. It turns out that Karl Marx uses the same us versus them hysteria as CNN and Fox News. He appeals to pathos and emotional outrage to, like we discussed above, try to get us to start a war. We're not having any of that, though, are we? We're done being manipulated by outrage and hysteria. It's time to change the channel to something a little calmer, more grounded, and personally empowering. Ayn Rand, fortunately, has the peaceful empowerment we're so desperately missing. While Karl Marx wants you to blame others, the bourgeoisie, for your plights, Ayn Rand wants you to have to have introspect and perhaps reassess your values. 
Rather than encouraging you to camouflage yourself into a union of workers, mm. she wants to empower you as an individual to create a meaningful life for yourself. <laughs> Here's the last one. Karl Marx wants mankind to rest on its laurels. <laughs> well, we've got pretty good iPhones. SpaceX can salvage and relaunch rockets, and thanks to services like HelloFresh and Blue Apron, we no longer have to go to the grocery <laughs> store. Time to pack up. Call today. Everyone go home. There's no more need for innovation. At least, according to Karl Marx... If Marx had his way, all incentives to improve and create cooler things would be stripped out of our lives along with private property. Following the logical progression of the communal philosophy, we're all slaving away for the greater good in the highest achieving members of society are having the fruits of their labors redistributed to the lowest achievers. That's what will happen. Innovation would cease to occur under Marxism. But with Ayn Rand's philosophy, our stuff will always remain ours. We don't have to share a Nintendo Switch with our little sister. Unless we want to, we can rest easy knowing that if we take a big risk, we have the opportunity for a big reward. And best of all, with Ayn Rand's philosophy reaffirming our desire to be great and create great things, maybe someday we will have Jarvis jetpacks and flying hammocks. Mm. The fact of the matter is that Karl Marx doesn't align with what's important to us millennials. If I were up to, if it were up to him, we'd be starting more violent wars, we'd be widening the gap of distrust between one another, and we'd strip ourselves of all incentives to make the world cooler than it already is. Good God. So it's time to adopt a new philosopher. Let's look up to people like Ayn Rand. So that's a lot of words for uh, sure is. a lady. <laughs> this lady here trying to get us to really like the uh, that dumb dead broad, uh, Ayn Rand, <laughs> who was really stupid. <laughs> so this article is written by a woman named Lisa Miller. Okay. Here's her bio. Lisa Miller was a marketing coordinator at Fee. Driven by her desire for adventure, she moved to Warsaw, Poland in 2015 to work for a serial entrepreneur she met on the internet. Mm. You love to see it, don't you? <laughs> Um, hasn't, hasn't been heard said. <laughs> Who is the guy that had the uh, submarine that killed the reporter? Oh, yeah. That was an awesome story. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, okay, how did that go again? So yeah. a guy built a homemade submarine using yes. money from like a uh, some sort of... Bitcoin uh, or something. Yes, yeah. And then uh, built this thing, took a reporter on it, um, came back and he was like, yeah, she... Uh, she fell out. Yeah. And uh, everybody's like, what? And then what he's like, mean? well, she hit her head and then uh, she like fell and then like she kind of like fell out and then it turns out like he uh, uh, killed her and chopped her up and dumped, jumped her body out into the uh, Yeah, why ocean. did that happen? Why'd he kill her? Yeah. Why? Uh, he was a nut job. Okay. He was a, yeah. I guess that makes sense if you're building a submarine with Bitcoin <laughs> money. It's a very James Bond villain, isn't it? Good God. This is from a now-deleted user on R Ask Philosophy. Has anyone lost their morals while reading Nietzsche? Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Sure. I mean, this is, well, see. Yeah, well, I told you before, I'm not going to bother. It's funnier if we're completely stupid about Nietzsche. Is it Nietzsche? That's what I've always heard. I'm going to pronounce the way I want to. You do whatever the hell you want, friend. I'm having a dilemma. I'm currently taking a Nietzsche seminar, and we are currently reading the geology, genealogy of morals. I can't help but agree with just about everything Nietzsche says. My problem is that I'm starting medical school next fall, and the more I think about it, I think I'm becoming amoral, and I don't really care about people. Am I just caught up in the readings? Has anyone had any experience while reading Nietzsche? Please help. Pronounce that eight different ways. You sure did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never had that before. I've never read him. I don't. I don't. I barely know who he is. I've heard him. I've heard his name a lot. Can't imagine what he is or heard why it, anyone gives a can't shit. Can't pronounce it. Um, I love the idea of a doctor. Uh, almost yeah. going into middle school and then being like, you know, I really don't care. You know, I don't think I care about people. Is this, should I keep doing this? Like, 
This yeah, th- this philosophy stuff is sort of the earliest incarnation of like people spending too much time online just reading the same dumb shit. Oh yeah. Like you spend so much time reading, you know, giant books about how nothing matters or whatever. It's gonna, <laughs> Stuff's it's gonna, gonna start. It's gonna have an impact on oh, you. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, same if you're just uh, refreshing Twitter all day every day and just having the same forty people you follow saying the same fucking things. <laughs> Pius toward in the balls. Yes. I discovered that there's an entire subform called ideology and philosophy on the website stormfront.org. Great. Oh no bumper. Not yet. Now, let's take a scan at some of the thread titles there, shall we? Okay. Jews aren't smarter than whites. Okay. What's your opinion about Latinos? Negro supremacy could be a good thing. Okay. Pornhub must come to an end. Oh, I don't like that. What is free software? (laughs) And, by extension, why is it necessary to white nationalism? (laughs) Well, I guess I'm a Jew. <laughs> and finally, this one was just called Cameron Diaz. <laughs> that was the, that was the guy he, on Pornhub, but he accidentally typed that <laughs> yeah. into yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Love, well, guess I'm a Jew. Like, <laughs> what happened? Was it a some Freaky Friday body switch thing happened <laughs> yeah. or something? And you came to a Stormfront just... Well, hey, guys, you know, it's been a great uh, 12 yeah. years. Had a good uh, run here, gang. Bashing everybody, but I gotta, <laughs> gotta go read the Torah. Good God. I didn't click on any of these threads for uh, for many reasons. Uh, I get nervous. Didn't, didn't want to be convinced. You know, I had that's that problem. pulled up when I was traveling. I had that pulled up while I was in the airport, and I was like, if somebody's gonna fucking... See, if they recognize this, I'm... I'm on, well, if I was on the airport Wi-Fi, how, yeah. oh my God. You're wearing your list. Arnold Schwarzenegger shirt, <laughs> and people are like, this guy is just some sort of uber, like, uber mensch kind of weird. Now, that's a philosophy thing, too, isn't it? Uh, look, a lot of, <laughs> I say a lot of words I really don't know what they mean or what they're related to. It's really not my not my business to know. <laughs> so this one's from R. Ask Philosophy, and it actually may have been asked from a uh, Stormfronter. Okay. It's, what is wrong with being racist? <laughs> Okay. Why is it taboo to be racist? As far as I can tell, racism is a product of the most noble of human instincts. It is love for those who are similar to you. Studies show that people who like one another are more likely to share certain genes in common. It's normal to care about your children. It's normal to care about your siblings. It's normal to care about your cousins. It's normal to care about your extended family. Where do we reach the point where self-preservation becomes evil and why? And user BRT3000 replied, Reading some of the walls of text you po- post in Are You Are You Net? Oh my God! Are Eugenics? Are New Right? And such. I don't think you're looking for a considerate discussion on this, but for material to validate or accept racism. Are Eugenics? Yes. Great. Would it even be possible for anything that to be posted here to change anything you already think? You look pretty hard entrenched in a feeling of threats and self-preservation. So, just a guy who wanted to. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I was just casually thinking: Is racism so bad? See? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am going to do a deep dive on our eugenics later because that sounds like some good content on that. I've looked, you know, I've looked at it a couple times, but it's mm, a little little rough. I can imagine so. Uh, Many moons ago, an artist named Andres Serrano caused a scandal with his photograph Piss Christ, which depicts a crucifix immersed in urine. Okay. It became the subject of congressional debate about whether the state should support artists such as Serrano, a grant recipient, 
whose work scorns the standards of common decency thought to be shared by the taxpayers who support the state. Writer Michael Benson for the New York Times defended it with this. Mr. Serrano struggles against inhibitions about the human body. His use of bodily fluids is not intended to arouse disgust, but to challenge the notion of disgust where the human body is concerned. It is possible to see Mr. Serrano's use of bodily fluids as pure provocation, but you can also believe that Mr. Serrano views them as a form of purification. The fluids make us look at the images harder and consider basic religious doctrine about matter and spirit. Sure, whatever. Right? I mean, it's one of those that you can easily convince yourself that's what yeah. is going on, right? I, to me, I think the guy just pissed on a crucifix and yeah. posted a pic. That's cool, yeah. Uh, but then uh, Slovenian philosopher Slavoj Zizek responded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's probably the best I've done yet with the that's most good. bizarre I, name. I'm just, wait, okay, I'm waiting. It features letters I've never even seen before. <laughs> this, what the hell's up with a Z? It's kind of, all right. He responded with this very interesting hypothetical situation, Okay. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> That's not gonna what I'm it. waiting for. I'm not going to do it. I can't. I don't even know where to start. I'll just read it. Okay. The problem with this defense is that it works all too well. Its logic covers almost everything. Let us say I were to publish a video clip depicting in detail how I defecate, how the anal hole gradually gets wider until the excremental sausage falls out, while also showing the stupidity, uh, the stupidly satisfied and relaxed expression on my face when the business is over. Could one claim then that Mr. Zuzik struggles against inhibitions about the human body? His use of bodily excrement is not intended to arouse disgust, but to challenge the notion of disgust where the human body is concerned. It is possible to see Mr. Zizek's use of bodily excrement as pure provocation. But you can also believe that Mr. Zizek views it as a form of purification. The body gets purified by ejecting excrement. Okay. The excrement makes us look at the images harder and consider basic religious doctrine about matter and spirit. Maybe then, just maybe, Chavez is right in banning some U.S. TV series on Venezuelan TV as being morally problematic. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good visuals there, I gotta say. Very pr- provocative. You ever seen the video of him just walking down the street, just eating yeah. two hot dogs? What, yeah. what a great fucking! I think I that was the, the I saw the video before I even heard of the guy. Yeah, and I it was just I was just like, this is something powerful. <laughs> I don't know why. So I've seen I've seen Slavoj described as the Borat of philosophy, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I gotta admit it's that's pretty good. <laughs> He debated fits. Peterson last year, didn't he? Yeah, and he kind of, he, he like steamrolled him the ago? whole time. Yeah, I think it was I, last year. I never even, I just remember hearing about it, having, and there was any follow up or anything. But that's fine. It's one of those things that's like, again, it's just, the words are gobbledygook to me. Mm-hmm. I do not understand it. So, right. who cares? Right. A guy named Rajan J. Dave asked the Facebook group great philosophical questions. What is a human being other than mind and body? And a guy named Dries D. Winter replied, bucket full of shit. Mm. So. Perhaps a shit sausage as expelled <laughs> by <laughs> right. Mr. Zizek. God, what a great visual that really is. <laughs> yeah. Again, f- classic philosophical question. It's a very nihilistic answer. What is a for human sure. being? Because a shit asshole. <laughs> fuck. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is tweeted out by Chuck Rulery, mm. former game show host turned conservative dullard. If you claim to be a progressive, you're saying that Hegel, a German f- political philosopher of the 1800s, has a better idea of government for America than our founding fathers and our constitution? I don't think so. And that is exactly what the Democrats are saying. Um, a couple people point out that uh, 
pretty sure he meant Marx. Is what yeah, he thought he was actually trying to say. Yeah, but he got that way off. Or did he? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm assuming he did. I mean, I gotta admit though, everything that we got going for us seems to be working really well for everybody. So yeah, you know, who cares, right? Yeah, especially a former game show. <laughs> looks like he's made of plastic. He's he's doing all right. Yeah, he's <laughs> looks really good. Just like our next guy that you're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah. So this is a talking about crazy guys that build shit that nobody uh, like a submarine. So insane billionaire tycoon John McAvee posted this mm-hmm. on Twitter earlier this month. A question popped up in my anal fisting thread about Thai ladyboys. Men or women, my experience is limited to take them home by mistake. But, in spite of their male genitals, I have always considered them women. You decide. (laughs) Oh, cool. A guy who goes by public masturbator, which is spelled wrong, like baiting a fish, Mm -hmm. replied... I understand your intrigue, Mr. McAfee. The question of whether traps are gay or not is a question that has eluded the greatest minds of philosophy since the dawn of time. <laughs> Don't think that's true. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's what the allegory of the cave was about. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I think that's a pretty good spot to end on uh, philosophy. Now, obviously, a lot of great questions there. Proposed by a lot of smart guys. Yeah. Uh, namely us. If you want to hear us <laughs> completely mispronounce even more even names. more names, yeah. And be even more clueless about everything, go over to patreon.com slash report this post where we will have additional philosophy posts for you as well as posts uh, from every other Previous, not every, a lot of previous episodes we have. I think we started, what, 20 in or something? Why in the world? <laughs> I just remember one day you said, we need to start making bonus content. And I said, yes, sir. Sure. Can you let me out of this dog crate? Yep. And uh, no, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com slash report this post. Till you do that, we're going to keep doing the episode and we're going to get to our next segment, which is called Twit or Twitten. Now, Twitter Twitten is a game where I read three tweets from Twitter's funniest funny gal. Oh no, she Twitten. Her raucously good time tweets cover all topics ranging from politics to pop culture and everything in between. Now, the catch of this game yeah. is that one of the three tweets I'm going to read was actually written by me, and it's Christian's duty, nay, his honor, okay. to determine which one it was. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Now, these are all topical. Okay. We're recording this on the day that uh, Lion Liz Warren <laughs> Don't say that. announced <laughs> that she's dropping out of the presidential race. And, uh, oh, no, she twins. A big fan of Liz. So, we found three tweets that were related to that topic. And this is probably like the fifth time we've done Liz Warren <laughs> Twitter twitting. But uh, it's it's a, it's a well that just keeps getting very well. deep and it's going to it's well it's going to be clogged up here Liz. Are you ready? Yeah. If Elizabeth Warren were a superhero, she would be Captain Plan It. Boo, boy. Everyone tweeting snake emojis at Warren supporters can kiss my asp. <laughs> okay. Warren forcing Bloomberg out was a real mic drop. God damn. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Pretty good, huh? No. (laughs) If Elizabeth Warren were a superhero, she would be Captain Plan It. Yeah. 
Everyone tweeting snake emojis at Warren supporters can kiss my asp. Yeah. Warren forcing Bloomberg out was a real mic drop. Wow. Twitter twitting. Wow. Stop. It's pretty good, huh? All right. These are all. Pretty good. This is tough. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm going to say the asp one was you. Everyone tweeting snake emojis at Warren supporters can kiss my asp. If Elizabeth Warren <laughs> were a superhero, she would be Captain Planet. And again, I have to thank uh, Ethnic Steve for That's giving that one to me. Yeah, again, I'm no longer doing it. I should change it because I'm just farming these out to my uh, my racist group. DM. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's exactly I, what you're doing. Like this morning, I was like, can you guys just give me something? I'm going to check back later. And uh, I had a few few in my lap, and that was really good. Thanks, Steve, uh, for that one. Uh, I think we're going to go... His name's not Steve, but I'm just going to keep going. So we're going to go to our next segment. One of the fan favorite segments. R- consistently ranked in the top three segments of the fans. It's called something that I'm not going to say because I have to prompt you first by asking you, <laughs> Christian, were there any posts this week that made you say... This ain't it. This ain't it. Why'd you post this message? This ain't it, Kill yourself. You know, in another 80 episodes, we might get this. <laughs> we might get it down. Yeah, so uh, there's a gal on Twitter. Goes by the name Rachel Kiley. And she's a writer on a handful of TV series I've never heard of in my right. life. She posted this up the other day. I'm wearing a Warren shirt today, and I shit you not, some asshole just threw a lit cigarette in my face and yelled, vote Bernie. But yeah, go off that his supporters aren't harassing people. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened at this, all. This uh, very much reminds me of what uh, Razor Ramon used to do on WWF, where he'd come out and flick his <laughs> toothpick at his opponent. This Maybe is... that's what happened. She misconstrued it. <laughs> Never happened. Uh, she can, it's a thread. Of course. She got into it with a bunch of people and just everyone telling her to shut the fuck up. Really? People were just like, no. Yeah. Nah. Yep. <laughs> Read that and just had to say, this is not it, chief. Yeah. It's weird that those people who spend 58 hours a day complaining about Bernie Bros seem to have these crazy Bernie Bros. <laughs> yeah. How, how they run in person? Sure. So don't believe it. Don't buy it. Uh, it was probably, if anything, someone flicked a lit, a, a spent cigarette. Yeah, uh, as a former within smoker. 30 yards of her. Who, who is going to take a full lit cigarette and flick? <laughs> I would never, no matter how pissed I was at somebody, I'm not going to waste a cigarette. Jesus. Pissed for what? And reason? she's in the, I believe she's in New York, and cigarettes, they're like $16 a fucking pack, so. Oh, and like every other woman's Elizabeth Warren supporter who gives a shit. <laughs> New York City. Come on. Well, speaking of uh, dumb blue checkmark ladies who call themselves TV writers, I found one called Stephanie Williams. Yeah. Uh, she called herself a TV writer despite, from what I can tell, she's only ever written on one episode for a show I've never heard of. What was it? Vampire Diaries? Nope. I've heard of that one. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be that one. <laughs> and it was back in 2014, too, by the way. So it was... Uh... Okay. Anyway, she tweeted this out very much on the same topic. Bernie bros are the guys who beg you to go home with them, brag about how great they are at fucking, but when they can't perform, they say it's your fault for not being hot enough, they had too much liquor, and it's too cold in this room. Nah, you're just limp, dude. Hashtag rigged primary. 
Uh, she's, of course, an Elizabeth Warren fan. Uh, interestingly enough, she wrote a very long article on Medium in 2016 explaining how she thought voting was boring and she wasn't going to do it. Cool. Very so cool. She had a <laughs> she had an epiphany at Apparently. Um, and I'll tell you what, ladies, sometimes it's just nerves. Got to tell you, it's that anxiety, that depression gets you. So Interesting that uh, she used an example that someone said she wasn't hot enough. That's a very personal story, it sounds like. Um, yeah. It's great a lot. How many women online equate Bernie and Bernie bros with bad sexual experiences? Very, very odd. Don't really hear that. Like, haven't heard any, like, Biden supporters using that sort of analogy. What would that even be? Uh, uh, well, not going to come up with it now. Because <laughs> uh, clearly incapable of thinking this episode. Too much philosophy. Too much philosophy, yeah. that's right. It actually, my brain's been working too hard lately reading all those posts and not understanding what I was saying. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Patreon.com slash report this post. Uh, report this post.com. All of our stuff is on there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at report this post. Email us, report this post at gmail.com mm-hmm. for fun posts. Uh, we have an announcement. We, uh, I forgot what I was going to announce, and you, you're certainly not supporting me over there. Probably because yeah, we didn't the, talk about this. Well, that's fine. It's it's the hotline that we put together. We're going to have a call-in tip line. tip line hotline. We have a Google number. Yep. We don't know what it is yet. I do have it right here. Okay. It you're going to say it right now? Yeah, if you would shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, if now, you, what is it? Can I explain the fucking thing? Okay, what do you explain? All right. Oh, my God. I'm gonna this is a number? You. Yeah. All right, so we have a Google number. And uh-huh. what we'd like you to do is if you find a post that either relates to a previous episode that we didn't get to, or if you see some dog shit online, you want to yep. call in and leave us a message, call us at 907-468-POST. That's 7678. And go ahead and just leave it after the beep. And we will see what we can do with it. We really don't have this planned out yet, so nope. who knows S- where they're going to end say up. Say the number again. <laughs> That's 904-468-7678. 904-768. Okay. Nope. 468. Okay. 904-468. Right. Post. Right. 904 Yeah. Seven. Uh, why are you doing? I'm not. I really. I'm bad at numbers, as we've talked about as early as today. Okay. I'm going to. You shut up because okay. I'm going to read it one more time so that okay. people know what it is. Okay. 904-468-POST. 904-468-POST. Right. 904-468-POST. Oh <laughs> you guys got that? Call that in. Read a post to us. Uh, read read uh, if it's about a topic. If you, if you found something about philosophy, call in. What we'll do is we'll then take that and then do something with it. Nine zero four four six eight. Please end post. the episode. Nine zero four four six eight post, and I think that'll do it, everybody. Thanks. Bye.